In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. This is Dan the Dad. This is Dan the Dad, and you should listen to Raw and Order, or uh, you're grounded. Welcome to another episode of Raw and Order, the Fantasy Booking Institute, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am host, Detective Mark Smarks, a.k.a. Mr. Clicks a lot to get shit done because it doesn't work right the first time. I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting back from vacation. District Attorney Vincent K. Faye, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm excited. Excited. Rejuvenated. Even this is my first meal since about three o'clock this afternoon, and it's pepperoni mozzarella crackers. Hey, ain't can't go wrong with that. Yeah. Second of all, this show was so kind. The show that I am a part of is to wait two days for my vacation to be over, so that I yeah. can prove exactly how much wrestling I did not watch. Yeah, that's that's I'm, why we did it. Yeah. Oh. But I am excited because I think I'm going to do a live reaction for you of MJF. This promo. This promo. I, I, that would, to be perfectly honest, I'm going to skip to the thing. My entire challenge for you, for you and if he was here, JLB was going to be uh, where do you go from here on the promo? So. We'll just. Why don't we just make the whole episode about that? Okay. <laughs> so can I watch the promo first? You can watch the promo because why? I want. Yeah, your your reactions to it. I have a transcript up, so afterwards we can um, uh, refer back to that if need be. Um, but you okay. watch the promo. All right. Here we go. For, for the audience to understand, we are not playing the promo so that we don't get booted. Yeah. Because fucking some channel's dead. I don't want to be here anymore, huh? Hey, they, they said your last name. Uneducated marks. You're already to where they're saying marks? Yeah. You must be watching a... Well, shit. I better back it up, then. This one says full, so we're going to go with this one. Eight minutes. Okay, now he's walking into the ring. The other one, he started in the ring. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He starts off with, I'm in a lot of pain right now. And he doesn't well, use marks. Ten power bombs will do that to you. Yeah. Still got the scarf though. Always in character. Oh, just watch. 
because when you, you hear him say, you want to hear me talk? Not MJF, Max Friedman. Takes off the scarf. It's Max. I don't know about the no respect thing, but he's legit. He did make moment after moment. Not home runs with grand slams. Okay. Yeah, Mark. Yeah. Yeah, explain it. I don't. You're right. I didn't watch this, so, yeah. <clears throat> Best in the world. Tony, TK. Who's first? I don't know. He was this week, though. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Ouch. Did that run live? Yes. The beeps did? There there were some beeps, but they did miss some. They missed the F-bomb? Uh, the F-bomb, I think they got, uh, but a couple of the shit. Piece got of shit. Through. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It goes to TBS break. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what you saw there was exactly what aired live on TBS. I'm going to say it's worked. Oh, no, it's 100% of work, right? A- anyone who thinks that's anything other than a work is fooling themselves. Now, there's a fucking mark. <laughs> yeah, there's a mark. Now, here's the deal. It's, it's, a, it's a work shoot is what it is. He legitimately has had issues. It legitimately was causing some problems backstage and all this stuff. But I guarantee you that at this point, it's a work. Um, yeah, they've got something worked out. Because there's no way... Tony Khan would have let him go live for that long. Yeah. Well, they cut it right right at the F-bomb, so the F-bomb doesn't make it out. Well, that's my point is... is, uh, They knew when to play the beep. You know, it was an eight-minute-long, seven-minute-long thing, but, you know, right right at the beginning where when he starts talking about uh, all of this stuff... But he says, you've got a lot of important executives here watching your product. It would be a real shame if something bad happened. If this were a, a shoot, right then would have been where it cuts off. If I'm Tony Khan in the back and he comes out and he immediately goes off script and starts making a threat towards... Because they were. They were in Los Angeles. They, were, they had an after party afterwards that they all went to that was with... Uh, Warner Media execs, you know, the new HBO Discovery, Warner Media. Uh, it was all the Discovery execs that just took over, brand new, who haven't been around for the last three years of AEW. They're brand new. This was their introduction, right? Um, but even more than that, right? Uh, when he says, I, I do that shit on a weekly basis, see other people, you know, all this stuff. Uh, where were you when you were calling me an unprofessional piece of shit? I'm just curious, right? That's two shits there that he could have gotten cut off for. But even more than that, starts calling the fans uneducated marks. Uh, you know, starts dropping New Japan and WWE references. These are all things that instantly tell me this is work. This was planned. And it's also super convenient that he says, look at me, look at me. I want you to fire me, you fucking Mark. That's when when it beeps and then cuts off, right? Um, you don't... 
you don't allow a person to talk for almost eight minutes on live TV as a shoot. You just don't, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not an entire shoot. Um, because you have the ability to cut to commercial break at any fucking time you want, right? Um, or just cut to the cut to the announcers. Cut his mic, go to the announcer, say, fill some time, we're going to send some people out to the ring. Get them out. Right. Yeah, it's, it's going to take a minute. Yeah, it's going to take a minute. That's why you, know, you go to commercial break, and then when you're at commercial break, you get them out of the ring. and you, We you apologize know. for that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, it's 100% of work. The question is, and this is where, where my challenge was going to be, but I think more now it's probably just going to have to be a discussion amongst us about it where do we go from here what is the fantasy booking for this scenario now i read a theory online that i think i'm maybe buying into or at least on the verge of but i want to hear with fresh eyes fresh ears from you where you think it's going first of all before i do that ron order is part of the tactical podcast network um See the link of the doobly doos, Tatnus Co. Yeah, all that. Yes. Second thing. Look at that Eminem. Is that a hollow Eminem? It's 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 shaved off, and then they printed the M on after, on the mm-hmm. chocolate part. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So we're seeing a little bit behind the shell here, mm-hmm. and we saw a little bit behind the shell there. Yeah, you're reaching a bit, but that's fine. All right, that's right. Anyway, <laughs> um, so here's my thoughts on where it goes because I don't have a whole bunch of feedback from the internet because I was nine thousand feet in the air, um, focused on what train rides I was going to take next, focused on the fact that it snowed on June first, focused on all of those things that I got to experience over the last week, um, hanging out with my kid and the girlfriend and, and just having a good old time. Um, but I did get your messages, and so I really wanted to see this, that particular thing, but I held off till tonight just for that very reason. So here's my thoughts. You don't drop a line like Best of the World right after CM Punk wins the title to not have him go that route. And I think I think this is truly genius booking because here's the deal. You take that title off of CM Punk, who... Yeah, it can sort of play the heel role, but at the end of the day, he's a he's a legend. He's an icon. And you put that title on MJF without a schmoz, without Wordlow part of the picture, because Wordlow's off on his own now, without any of that. You have him threatening to leave the company in 2024 with the title. So this is building towards his long-term title run. I think that it adds something more to it if Hangman Page regains that title off of, off of an MJF versus off of a CM Punk. I think an MJF that beat CM Punk is very different than a retaliation I beat CM Punk. And I think I still think Hangman Page is the is the face to hang your hat on. I right now maybe Jungle Boy. But I think right now Hangman Page is the face to hang your hat on. And I think MJF is the heel to hang your hat on. And I think those two are so solidly in those roles, I would compare it to Sting and and, uh, Ric Flair. 
that much, though. Um, I don't think Hangman Page has the, the promo skills that Sting did. <coughs> but I will say that MJF has every ounce of the promo skills that, that Ric Flair did. So I think that's I think that's the the process. I think you go back to Phil being kind of a locker room leader, kind of help guys get over type thing. And I think they needed to make Phil be valid in that sense. Now I don't think this happens at the next pay per view. I think this is something that works maybe maybe six months or so. But um, I think MJF's the second two time title holder, and I think Hangman Page is the first. I think you start getting the back and forth with the title between those two. Um, I think eventually you get Jungle Boy in there. I think eventually you get Darby in there. Um, for for a truly heel character that's one of the AEW originals. Um, I don't know that there's anybody better than MJF to pull that off. Um, you could... You could say Kenny comes back and is a heel, but he's not an AEW original. You know, he's just one of the guys who helped make the company because he wanted something different. So, I think there's other heels you can plug in there, but I think those four are the people who are going to carry the carry that that company into the next generation. That's where I'm at, and I think and I think MJF is the best to play a heel. So. So, so you've kind of talked long-term, but what about short-term? What about immediate? Where does this go in this six months prior to the eventual CM Punk feud win the title? Where does it go now? Next week, Dynamite. Um, the following week. I think it almost becomes a mockery of WWE's making people sit, sit out of their contract. Okay. I think Tony Tony plays that well. Fine, if you if you don't want to be here, that's fine. You just got to sit out your contract. That's all you got to do, bud. You show up. If you want to have matches, that's great. If not, that's fine. You know, you have people cut promos on MJF about get the f out type stuff and and all of that. Much like when Stone Cold just decided not to show up. Um, I think I think you build. I think you build that environment of of. Not really a, a chairman versus Stone Cold setup, because MJF's never going to be over as a as a heel heel behaving face. He's a he's a heel. He's a fucking heel, and he's a evil one. So we're going to cheer for for Tony Khan saying, "You know what? Current subject to change. Sorry, MJF, you don't have a match tonight." Or his mouthpiece, whoever Tony chooses to be the mouthpiece. Uh, I think you get MJF, you know, maybe vying for a shot to quit or to be let out of his contract. All right, if you can win this match, you can get let out of your contract. And then some schmoz finishes that make it so that he can't win those matches. You know, like he's got to overcome the odds just to get out of his contract to an eventual title shot. You win it, you're the champion. You lose, you're fired, and you owe me the remainder of your contract. So, um, I mean, that's definitely a possibility. Here's where I, I, I don't see it going that way for this reason. And this is, okay. you know, mostly me just talking, oh, yeah, we're talking about this. We don't know anything more than that. 
But literally what you just described was the storyline of MJF versus Wardlow. Um, and I don't think they're going to rehash that with MJF versus Tony Khan on the other end, right? On top of it, Tony Khan has worked really hard to cultivate this nice guy image. You know, oh, Kaylee Ray asked, Kylie Ray asked to be let out of her contract. Will let her out of her contract. Oh, uh, Sadie Gibbs can't come to America right now and wants out of her contract so she can take other bookings. We'll let her out of her contract. Oh, uh, B. Priestley can't make it to the United States, wants out of her contract. Uh, we'll let her out of her contract. Um, he's he's done that repeatedly. He's worked really but hard. But not with his number two draw. Again, it, it comes down to he's worked really hard to have the image of the wrestler's friend boss right it's the whole reason he's he's even bragged about it. we kept people in contracts i want to know who number one is we'll have to ask stat boy tony Wait, what, um, who, do you, who do you think it is probably right now cm punk to be perfectly like, honest. I, I would say it's cm punk or moxley like yeah uh, the, Min- the, minute by the, minute the i would bet it's cm punk um it could be Britt baker she's proven to be a pretty big draw um, but you would have to ask Tony. Anyways, the that this is why I don't see it ever being a I'm gonna make you jump through hoops or I'm gonna force you to sit at home. Um, at best, it'll be a call your bluff situation where it's like, oh, you want you want to be let go? Fine, I'll let you go. Um, just keep in mind there's a 90 day no compete clause, um, in your contract. So if I let you go, you can't go anyplace else for 90 days. Um. But if you want to go, I don't want an unhappy person here. Um, but I think they're going to go a different way with this entirely, right? This well, is well. The... If he does that, then he can be like, "But I just want you to understand, Max, mm-hmm. the door is always open for you." And then on yep. day eighty nine or day eighty four, whatever the the dynamite would be before ninety mm-hmm. days, he shows up and says, "Kind of tail between his legs," but says, "I want to keep my contract." Possibly. But I think there's a different way they're going to go with it. And I think they set up the hints in this promo. Specifically, the section at the end where uh, he says, let me find it. Um, But don't ask him to reach into his pockets and pay the man who's been busting his ass for him since day one. No, no, no. Make sure he hoards all that money. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can make sure to give it to all the new ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in that can't lace my goddamn boots. Hey, boss, would you treat me better if I were an ex-WWE guy? See, you don't get it, man. Here's the problem with you, boss. You got a position of power in a wrestling company where the only position that you should be assuming is behind the guardrail with all of them. Now, I'm going to combine a little with... Um, some other stuff that's come out recently, AEW tweeted out a picture of their champions. Um, and, uh, Lucha, uh, Jurassic Express, excuse me, was not included in the picture and Jungle Boy, uh, retweeted it with kind of a, um, What's the word? Are, are we getting AEW originals versus 
So yeah, is, uh, here's here's what um, it was. AEW on TV tweeted out: AEW stars are shining bright in Los Angeles. AEW makes its Southern California debut on TBS Network. It had Hook, Danhausen, Jade Cargill, CM Punk, uh, Thunder Rosa, and Scorpio Sky. Uh, the la- latter four of them champions, and of course Hook and Danhausen, big new uh, draw draws, sort of a thing. Right, Jungle Boy just tweeted it out with just a couple ellipses, you know, just dots like, why the fuck am I not on this? And that's where I think we're going to a AEW Originals versus XWWE guy feud down the road. MJF maybe even leading the charge. I know you said he'll, he'll never be the heel operating good guy. I think this promo would allow him to at least for a short period of time operate as a face um not even a heel a heel acting face i think effectively as as a face defending this company against the invading wwe guys another example of where i think they set this up is hangman page's promo to cm punk a couple weeks ago when he said i'm not defending this championship to you i am defending this championship from you um i think that was setting it up for hangman page to be on the same side as an AEW original um and and so you think about it you then have a team with the AEW champion cm punk um christian cage uh after he turns on jungle boy which we know is going to happen one of these days right uh, they've been hinting at it too much for it not to happen. Um, you know, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish. Turning um, on the Young Bucks. Turning on the Young Bucks. Um, allowing the Young Bucks to temporarily be face again. Um, I mean, th- there's a fair amount of them there. I, I'm sitting here, and I, you know, I mean, you could even bring Paul White into the situation and Mark Henry on the WWE side. Keith Lee. Keith Lee, Swerve, technically. Um, fucking FTR. Yeah. You know? Um, and th- this could really be, in a way, a modern twist on the NWO prior to Hulk Hogan well, joining. It could be what's been done so poorly in the past. Um, whether it was Main Event Mafia versus TNA Originals, whether it was the New Blood versus the whatever it was in WCW. Mm-hmm. Well, the big thing is, part of why it's always struggled before is that they didn't have a like believable motivation. And, and part of it was just how it all came all at once you know it's just like hey there's there's uh, tna people and then all of a sudden some w uh x wwe people come in and no we don't like them it's too sudden that way this way has been a gradual build-up with three former wwe champions Mm -hmm. jericho cm punk and moxley yep um this gradual build-up and then suddenly 
you know, them start to realize that we've been supplanted and now we have to fight against it, right? Yeah. We're not getting our opportunities that we came here and built the opportunities for those guys. You could even have Jericho be the wild card. No, I am an AEW original. It didn't exist before this. Mm-hmm. I'm not a guy who came to Greener Pastures. I came along, came on with you guys to be the Greener Pasture. But it or also opens up potential for turns. Too. Yeah, I, I, I think Kenny can still claim to be an AEW original. Um, if only because his his New Japan stardom, New Japan is not something that's really commonly followed in American wrestling. So he was created as an American star in America by AEW. Um, well, so there's another piece that they could be building right now. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. But the next pay-per-view is New Japan versus AEW. Mm-hmm. So a New Japan win could be all about Tony's crappy booking for our team. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I, don't, I don't know if you saw any of the breakdowns of what all happened on AEW yesterday. But they did announce the first uh, official match for... Uh, Forbidden Door. CM Punk will be defending the title, we assume. He didn't specifically say defending. Um, But the person who answered his open challenge did the belt motion, which usually means it's going to be for the title. Um, But Hiroshi Tanahashi, uh, the ace of New Japan, is going to be CM Punk's uh, um, yeah, you didn't even give an AEW guy that shot. Mm-hmm. Well, it's you know? it's got to be a New Japan guy. That's the whole point of this crossover. So. I understand, but but that's where they can easily say. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, yeah, you could say that, but in the end, this the Forbidden Door is every match is supposed to be a New Japan versus AEW, right? Reports have it that uh, Hangman is going to be going after the uh, IWGP belt that's currently held by uh, Okada. Oh my god, so, Hangman versus Okada. Oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of people who were saying, oh, Nothing it should have been, should have been Punk against... versus Okada. Um, here's the deal. I'm going to say this here. the titles. Yeah, well, and... Punk versus Okada books them into a corner where they're like, shit, I I can't have Punk win because... They literally swap titles. Yeah, I can't have Punk win um, because then Okada has no title and Punk has them both. I can't have Okada win for the same reason. So now we're booked into it's got to be some sort of schmoz finish. Whereas if you have Punk versus Tanahashi and Okada versus Hangman... You could have a swap title situation where the AEW title is now on a Ring of Honor, on a New Japan star, and the New Japan title is now on a AEW star. You could have either or, 
um, you know, you could have Tanahashi win the AEW and Hangman fail um, against Okada, but then on an eventual New Japan show in Japan, challenge for it and win it there, vice versa, right? That opens up a lot of things. But on top of it, I think these are the more compelling matches. I really do. I think I think Hangman versus Okada is more compelling to me than than it would have been CM Punk versus Okada. And I think uh, CM Punk versus Tanahashi is more compelling to me than CM Punk versus Okada would have been. So. I think there's another interesting piece we're forgetting here. And I think that's the advent of, of ROH, the slow development for ROH. You can have Jonathan Gresham come out pissed off he didn't get somebody. Hey, you're our parent company. Why don't I have a match mm-hmm. here? Well, so a few things that might play into that uh, um, is A... From what I've recently learned, apparently Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor personally, not with AEW funds, right? Okay. So it's technically a separate company. He's currently okay. blurring the lines a little bit. But once it starts running, it's going to run as a separate company, as from what I've been learning, right? Okay. So um, that changes those things a little bit. Um, I did hear that uh, they're close to announcing uh, television. Uh, not television, but um, their next uh, pay-per-view, which I believe is Death Before Dishonor. Uh, for July 19th. Now, let me find it here. That's not quite right. That's, that's an older date. Let me find it here. Um, but it's going to be in July. July 23rd, which is exactly one month after the Forbidden Paper. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw some, some Ring of Honor people appear at Forbidden Door. But I don't think they're going to be like booked in it. This this literally could be no, a... No, I, I, think, I think that's the talking point is, um, is where was my shot? Mm-hmm. Are you going to do the same things to us, TK? Are you going to start giving our positions to AEW people who you gave their mm-hmm. positions to WWE people? You know, you can book quite quite the story there with ROH originals as well. Or we're TK's real people. We're not going to turn our backs on you, Tony. And so, so yeah, there's a lot of ways they can do, but I just, I, I'm really starting to buy into the AEW originals defending it against the, the, because I, I also think that really plays into the internet comments, right? AEW has always been kind of smart about uh, being aware of what the internet is saying about them and uh, addressing it in their own ways, right? And this allows them to address the, Constantism that's been around for years. It's new with AEW. They just sign every star released from AEW, which I'm I'm going to repeat now is patently not true. 
Yes, um, obviously. In Eric the last Red two years, does not have a position with AEW. Yeah, Eric Redbeard does not. Um, uh, the authors of Pain do not. Um, the Ascension Braun do Strowman. not. Yeah, Braun Strowman does not. Bray Wyatt, at least currently, does not. Um, fucking um, the Iconics didn't much to our chagrin. Um, yeah, yeah. Ev- everyone. Uh, I I I heard a statistic at one point that was like in the last two years. Uh, WWE had rele- released like 200 people or something like that. And of that, only 14 had made it to AEW at that time. Um, I'm th- throwing those numbers out, but I don't know specific. Um, but here, we're going to go down a list of the uh, people released just this year. Full list of 2022 releases, right? Okay. And and say, okay, Dakota Kai, as of yet... Has- has appeared any place, let alone AEW. Malcolm Bivens did appear as Stokely Hathaway in AEW, so he that's one. Dexter Loomis still not appeared anywhere. Harlan still not appeared anywhere. Uh, Persia Perota still not anywhere. Sanjana George not anywhere. Draco Anthony not anywhere. Mila Milani not anywhere. Raylan Devine not anywhere. Paige Pranzavali. I'm not even sure I pronounced that right, but not anywhere. Um, they have Dexter Loomis on this list twice. Um, Cesaro. That's how amazing he is. Cesaro, as of yet, has not appeared anywhere. Samoa Joe. AEW did. ROH. Technically, well, ROH. yeah, but they're using him for uh, Ring of Honor. But as of right now, he's officially all elite. William Regal, AEW, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Road Dog. Nowhere. Uh, referee Scott Armstrong, not with AEW. Uh, Probably hanging out with his brother Road Dog. Mm-hmm. Enjoying um, their fat paychecks. Timothy Thatcher, as of right now, nowhere. Hideki Suzuki, as of right now, nowhere. Uh, Danny Birch, as of right now, nowhere. Uh, Oni Lorkin, as of right now, Nowhere. Those two would be well served to go somewhere together. They were a great tag team. So as of as of right now, out of all of the releases this year, AEW has signed three of them. Right? Officially. You go with a little longer timeline though. It, I mean the number you know. is higher. But it's always it is the higher. higher it's the highest quality ones that WWE yeah. lets go. But so so um so Miro's a good example. Yeah. And so here I'm going to, to 2021 to talk about it. So we're going to do, uh, I got to go backwards on this list because it's going anti uh, uh, chronologically. So uh, Lars Sullivan, nowhere. nowhere. Steve Cutler, um, he. Uh, is teaming again uh, with um, his uh, Forgotten Sons cohort on the indies. He appeared in uh, Impact Wrestling, but he has not shown on AEW, right? Uh, Andrade, that's one, went to AEW, right? Uh, Mojo Rawley, 
Nowhere. Tucker. Nowhere. Wesley Blake. Nowhere. Kalisto. Nowhere. Chelsea Green. Everywhere except uh, I thought, AEW. I thought Kalisto had been on AEW like on Dark. Uh, he was brought in for a one-time appearance, but that's not signing a contract. Okay. Okay. That's that's a single appearance. So yeah. that, and um, under the same token would be Chelsea Green. She's got a couple of appearances on Dark, but I has she? Right. I didn't. I don't think she's been on Dark because she's not. been too busy with Impact and and uh, NWA and fucking everywhere else. Getting her uh, picture taken on a beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bo Dallas nowhere. We mentioned Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, the Iconics, went to Impact. Not now AEW. Are, not AEW, unfortunately. Mickey James. Uh, there's Samoa yeah. Joe when he got released before he got re-signed. Um, uh, Kavita Devi, not AEW. Alexander Wolf, not AEW. Ezra Judge, not AEW. Skylar Story, not AEW. Vanessa Bourne has appeared a couple times, but doesn't have a contract with AEW as far as I know right now. Um but we could even, since she's appeared multiple times, I'll even put her on this list. We're up to two now. Uh, Velveteen Dream. Nope. Nowhere. Jessamine Duke um, did wrestle once for AEW and Dark, but I think that's been about it. Uh, Don't Santana, they have a feud building for her, or is it, or is it the other one? Uh, Marina Shafir is the feud yeah, building. Shafir. For, okay. Right. So, uh, Santana Garrett did appear a few times, I think. So I'll put her on the list, even though she's not contracted. Ruby Riot, that's an official signing. It's, there's four. That's if you count four. the two, yeah. Yeah. Lana, not AEW. Her husband is, but not her. Uh, Braun Strowman, nowhere. Buddy Murphy, that puts us at five. And Alistair Black puts us at six, right? Um, Matt Martell and Chase Parker, that's... T- uh, uh, 2.0. And so uh, they are now AEW. AEW. So there's two more. So that puts two, us at eight. Eight. Yep. Uh, Aria Devari. No. Tony Nice. That puts us at nine. Arturo Ruas. No. Fandango. No. Tyler Breeze. No. Samir and Sunil Singh. No. And no. Marina Shafir. Yes. So that puts us at nine. Uh, August Gray. No. Kurt Stallion. No. Killian Dane has appeared once for AEW, but not a contract. Um, I think only once you skip it. Yeah. Bray Wyatt, no. Ric Flair, no. Uh, Zachariah Smith, no. Leon Ruff has appeared once, but that's it. Tyler Rust, no. Jake Atlas appeared a couple times. Did get a Jake Atlas's AEW, so, or is all elite. So we'll do him. That puts us at 10. Uh, but I don't think he's on, under a long term contract. So uh, at least not anymore. That's a different thing. Stefan Smith, no. Ari Sterling, no. Kona Reeves, no. Giant Giant Zangier, no. Mercedes Martinez, yes. 11. Bobby Fish puts us at 12. Desmond Troy, no. Asher Hale, no. Bronson Reed, no. Uh, Jeet Rama, no. Zeta Ramir, no. Trey Baxter, no. Katrina Cortez, no. Ember Moon just signed. So that puts us at 12. Grand Metalik, no. Lindsay Dorado, no. Frankie Monet, unfortunately, no. Jesse Kamea, no. Oni Lurkin, as you mentioned, no. Harry Smith, no. Mia Yim, no. Eva Marie, no. Nia Jax, no. Scarlett Bordeaux, no. Karrion Cross, no. B Fab, no. Keith Lee, yes. 13. 
Uh, Shane Thorne, no. Jackson Riker, no. Tegan Knox, no. Drake Maverick, no. Top Dalla, no. Ashante Adonis, no. Isaiah Swerve Scott, yes. 14. 14. John Morrison has appeared now three times, I think. Is Johnny I Elite. think he will land as Johnny Elite. Uh, but he is, he is uh, as far as we've heard, really happy with the idea of just flying around and doing whatever the fuck he wants. Um, so, but we can even say that that puts us at 16 plus the three from the previous one. Oh, here's Jeff Hardy, 17. Tony Storm, 18. Um, and then these are all backstage people. Uh, so, so, so 18 out of 50 ish. Yeah. So we'll say 40%. Um, 18. Um, if you count this year's one, it puts us probably to 60, but it puts us 21 out of 60. So that's closer really to 30%. Yeah. Um, so, but, yeah. but mind you, 30% of those, of those athletes, they're picking up the ones that we would have, that you would have picked up if you owned a, a wrestling company. Like yes. they're missing I've, some. They're missing. I'm yeah. sure that they've made offers to the iconics. In fact, um, I don't know if they have the iconics, but uh, the report came out. Apparently, they were really close to a deal with Killer Cross. Uh, but when Killer Cross realized that it did not include a contract for Scarlett Bordeaux, uh, he, he mixed the lady. deal, uh, which is fine, fine for him. You know, I'm sad not to see him on my TV, but you know. But yeah, that's what I've said it before. If you've got a chance to sign someone who you think will make your team better, you do it, right? Well, and that's that's the conversation we had for the first 90 days of Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Like, of course they're going to make an offer. Apparently he didn't want it, but of course you make an offer to a guy like like him or or even even little brother, you know. Um either of those two have real good understanding of getting over or getting heel heat or either one um, doing something different. And so they both could do it. Mm-hmm. And whatever the contract was, it didn't appease him enough. Well, with Bray Wyatt, apparently he wanted to go off and do a movie in Hollywood first. So he wasn't concerned with a contract at first. He just wanted to go off and do his movie. And now his movie's over. He's making rumblings online about coming back to uh, wrestling in some way. He changed his Twitter handle to Wyatt6. Um, and it started making his creepy Wyatt posts. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he can't have the name specifically Bray Wyatt, but he can have a first name Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of things he he could I mean literally be just trolling people, put Wyatt six and then show up on AEW as Wyndham Rotunda, yeah. you know or whatever. I mean this is all about promoing yourself, right? Anyways, um, but so yeah, it, like I said before, if you have a chance to make your team better, doesn't matter what sport you're playing, or, or whether it's professional wrestling, right? If you have a chance to sign someone that you think will make your team better, you do it, right? If your team is almost a playoff contender and Tom Brady's not happy in New England, whether you like him, love him, or hate him, mm-hmm. you pick up Tom Brady. I mean, yeah. or fucking, your, your, you, your name's Tampa Bay. 
Yeah, as I said, you don't worry about someone saying, oh, you're just trying to be like like the Patriots. Fuck yeah, I am. Patriots won how many Super Bowls? If you were the New York Yankees, you offer Alex Rodriguez a stupid contract to play third base when he's been a shortstop for years. Mm -hmm. You just do it because you have the money to do it. Heck, if you're the the uh, to go back to to uh, football, if you're the Cleveland Browns, but you get the uh, get the hint that throwing a bunch of money at fucking Peyton Manning would get him to come out of retirement, uh, you just to really, teach Baker Mayfield, <laughs> you you'd throw that money at Peyton Manning, right? Yeah. Hey, uh, by doesn't the matter way, how you're much you're not even going to be a starter. You're going to be backup to Baker Mayfield, but he needs to learn from you. Or, or you're going to be the starter until Baker Mayfield gets his shit together, right? Yeah. Whichever, um, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, the simple fact is this this has nothing to do with whether you have faith in Baker Mayfield. It has to do more with the fact that you have a chance to get fucking Tom Brady or Peyton at Manning. End, or, at the end of the day, it's to put asses in seats. To put butts in seats and dollars in your pocket. Right. And that's what Tony Khan is out for. We we love to talk about him as the wrestling fan. He really just wants professional wrestling. He's a fucking businessman. And his goal is to eventually have AEW be a very, very profitable company. And he understands that the first couple of years, he's got to spend a bunch of money to set things up. Um, but after that, once the, the wrestling game comes out, hopefully it's successful. Gets, gets some money coming in back from that. The merch store is always successful. He gets some more big names. He gets a Bray Wyatt or a fucking... Um, I don't know who the next guy from WWE that's going to disappear. Uh, you know, but... Whoever it is. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of someone who's who's high enough but also plausibly unhappy. Um, fucking Charlotte, right? We know that Charlotte's been less than happy with with the way she's been treated in that company. I don't think she'd be much happier in AEW, but her now husband is in AEW. So, you know, Charlotte walks on WWE and you have a chance to pick up Charlotte. uh, You're going to fucking do it, right? And you're not going to worry. If you saw, if Nina Fanini had not been hurting individuals, had she not been causing injury-prone opponents, we'll say. Had she not Um, been openly anti-vax. They probably would have picked her up, too. You know, had she not been injuring people left and right, even with the openly anti-vax, maybe not. AEW was was very proud of how well they handled COVID, and one of it was the testing and the vaccine. Um, just because uh, I thought about it, just so you know, I got me another box. Oh. So for not not today, but if you happen to get one by Sunday, head to head, go head to head. Might be the last box I get for a while, but I'm just gonna get my box out of my closet and pick four that I know will beat whatever four you have. Yeah, and every week that's all I'm gonna pull out. Oh look. I have John Moxley or like? Dean Ambrose. Oh, look, I got um, Lex Luger Uncrowned Greatness. And uh, hold on a second. Um, and I got Goldberg's Rumble Pops. 
Um, and I also got. Uh, hold on, hold on. Hold on a second. Dang it, dang it. <laughs> um, the uh, uh, Legacies Jeff Hardy. Wow, this is just an absolutely loaded pack. Yeah. And, a, and a, a great Becky Lynch hollow card. And, and <laughs> hold on a second. I gotta I gotta find this fourth card in, uh, <laughs> in my deck. In my pack. I mean I mean in my pack. In my it pack, yeah. Seems like a, a small pack here. I mean, yeah, I mean, there are four cards, but I, I seem to have Set down the fourth card somewhere, and <laughs> I am having a hard time finding my fiend card. card. Is right. Fiend, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but anyways, so I I think this AEW Originals versus uh, WWE guys. If that's the way they're going, which I just feel like it it seems to be, I think that's a uh, a really fun angle. It's also they can a really build. tough angle. It's tough though. It's it's been done poorly so it's many times. It's been done poorly. Here's here's the deal is I think the key for this is gonna be uh, is is going to be AEW cashing in on the goodwill of its fans. Because <clears throat> Impact Wrestling fans never were Impact Wrestling fans. No, I mean, well, and here's the thing: like the that New Blood versus Main Event Mafia, or Main Event Mafia versus uh, Impact Originals. The the originals. I mean, Samoa Joe was in the was in the Main Event Mafia. Um, you know, I, I mean, you take Immortal, or uh, when Immortal was there with Jeff Hardy and. And Hulk Hogan, they also had the uh, the uh, whatever it was that was Ric Flair and, and AJ Styles, you know, uh, separate group there. Mm-hmm. So they weren't even leaving these phenomenal people in play, and they were just using, you know, Johnny the Bull or whatever it was. And yeah. you're going, well, uh, wait a minute. Well, that's <laughs> the that that's why that's why I likened it to the NWO. Because the NWO angle was was done really well because it was invading stars from another company, and who did you put against them? The stars of your company, yes. right? Um, and in this case, you would have MJF, Hangman Page, Jungle Boy, uh, probably Luchasaurus. Darby Allen, Luchasaurus, maybe. Uh, depending on how they play this out. I do think they're trying to set up Jungle Boy for a solo run. Um, you have uh, uh, maybe even Sammy Guevara, although um, I, I do think they're setting him up for a long heel run right now so that he doesn't really fit in this. Well, and like but, I said, you could easily have Jericho come in and be like, hey, let me help you guys organize this. Here's the deal. I am an AEW original. I, I am also a former WWE guy. Yeah, I, I came I, here to create the greener pastures with you guys. I think with the Jericho Appreciation Society as it is right now, they uh, he is too much like a WWE guy because he's talking about sports entertainment. That's that sports entertainment wins True. every time. Um, even though, which could be his... this the the storyline. 
<laughs> yeah, could be playing into the storyline. Um, although most of his, well, not even most of, one of his uh, guys on his team is not a former WWE guy, but all of the rest of them are. True. 2.0 came from WWE. Yeah. Jericho, of course. Jake Hager. Yeah. It's only Daniel Garcia that doesn't have a WWE tie. Um, so, anywho's, um, I just think it's 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 a really interesting potential way to go on this. And who knows? They could be going all sorts of different ways. They could be going. Tony Khan comes out next week and just says, hey, you want out? I didn't know it had gotten that bad. You want out here. You're a free agent. Go. Well, then he can. I don't think they're going to go that way. Hey, I'm glad that you play with free agents like you do. So I'll Mm. show up here. I'll show up on Impact. I'll show up this place. I'll show up this place. I'll show up this place. And you'll wonder why you didn't pay me more because all of them will get better. Yep. And he wouldn't be wrong. Like, if we knew that MJF was going to cut a promo on Impact, do you find a, we- a way to watch Impact that week? I, Probably. I watched the streaming later. Or Yeah. But. So. But anyways, I just think it's definitely something that it was definitely a work shoot um, promo. There's no way they would have let him go that long if it wasn't a work. Um, but it still best promo sense pipe bomb and to at least this generation of wrestling fans, the ones who weren't around during the summer of punk. Uh, best promo they've ever seen. Might be the best promo they've ever seen. Um, I go back and forth on it. You know, some people are saying it was even better than the pipe bomb. Um, and I kind of go back and forth. The simple thing, if we hadn't had the pipe bomb, we wouldn't have had this promo. Right? Correct. Uh, the pipe bomb laid the groundworks for this. Um, but at the same point, this one, the delivery of this was way more natural, way more um, emotional. And so played into the the reality of it a little bit more, I think. Whereas, you know, CM Punk, but just in CM Punk's nature, he sits down and he has a conversation, right? Yeah. Um, whereas MJF, MJF shouted his, his feelings to the world. So and, and MJF also didn't, you know, name drop anybody. He name dropped the companies, mm-hmm. but he didn't name drop, yeah. you know, Colt Cabana. Mm-hmm. And you it could simply be that man. MJF doesn't know enough people outside of AEW, like yeah. actually know, because that was the thing with Colt Cabana and you know the people that they were great friends they were, at the time, really good friends. Um, but still, so. Well, normally this is where we would play our game, but I got to be honest, I'm betting you're probably fairly exhausted from your uh, uh, vacation and... uh, A little bit, a little bit. I'm actually uh, still recovering from a fucking Memorial Day weekend that really shouldn't have been as exhausting as it was for me. 
Um, so I think we're going to probably have this be a shorter podcast than normal, if that's okay with you. Yeah, that's fine. I just, uh, um, I can't believe that, that we spent more time talking about a promo post. That's when you have a sign of a good company. The promo first show post is the thing you're talking about more than you're talking about, you know, CM Punk winning. And I know you guys talked about that on Sunday and I know, um, I mean, way to take the light off of CM Punk. And that, that may result in a CM Punk promo. You know, how dare you take the light off of me? Well, and that, that actually can play into it a little bit because um, after the promo, not shown on TV, but during the commercial break, CM Punk actually came out and tried to uh, confront uh, MJF. And MJF powdered out and went out through the crowd. Is there so, fan video of this? There is some fan video up. Um, it's relatively uneventful because, like I say, he comes out and walks towards the ring and... Uh, oh, MJF, here we go. Okay, I'm going to watch this real quick. MJF just deuces out. You can hear it. They they cut his mic, okay. Oh, this is good. It's on the ropes. To to our fans out there, go look up the post MJF stuff because Oh, here's CM Punk. He only has one of his boots on. Uh, he had just wrestled a patch. No words spoken. Fans are chanting MJF. Maybe he does have... Maybe he's got the Stone Cold It. I don't know, man. Boy, seeing that right after that, I don't know. He might have Stone Cold It. I'm trying to see if I can find. Um. <clears throat> so at the beginning of, the, of Dynamite, it started off with CM Punk and FTR teaming against Max Caster and Gun Club. Um. I'm trying to see if I can find Here's the trans the, the last person to beat MJF or beat CM Punk is MJF. Mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like that can't be a feud. <laughs> I just don't feel like it can't be. I just don't think it's a feud yet because it was literally so recent. I don't think they're going to go back to that well yet, especially with Forbidden Door over this next month. 
is going to be their big focus. Yeah. Yeah, I think you have to. Uh, I think the Wardlow, the Wardlow feud had to happen for MJF to be a legitimate champion. I don't know. I it, it could be right after the Forbidden Door. It really could. Have you? Uh, God, I can't find a. I don't know. I can't find a transcript of Max Caster's rap on the way to the ring. Uh, but he said that uh, CM Punk, I'm gonna make you pay like Amber Heard, uh, which I thought was funny. Uh, and then he ends it with uh, with Max Caster or with the acclaimed and the ass boys, and of course, Gun Club wasn't happy with that. I think that's funny, anyways. Um, but yeah, the uh, dynamite started off with uh. CM Punk and FTR versus Max Caster and, and the Ass Boys. And then afterwards, that's when they introduce Hiroshi Tanahashi as uh, his challenger. challenger for thing. Then you had Johnny Elite's open contract challenge match, which was answered by the Redeemer Miro back, finally. Um, so he, Johnny Elite takes another yeah, loss. He kicked the shit out of Johnny Elite. <laughs> uh, and then the Jericho Appreciation Society came out and delivered their stuff. And the, it, it's important that all of this stuff happened prior to the MJF uh, promo because nothing anyone talked about after the MJF promo, nothing yet that happened after it is getting any talk, right? Um. Still hasn't worn our shirt yet, though. Yeah, still a little disappointed. Haven't even gotten a tweet, mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, seriously, not even a thank you. We sent you a shirt. We appreciate you, and this is what we get. Um. Uh, AEW World Tag Team Champions Jurassic Express, uh, Matt Hardy and Darby Allen and Christian Cage. Uh, went against Hikaleo, Red Dragon, and the Young Bucks. Um, in a five-on-five match that was mostly just man. I mean, it's good, but it's whatever. Tony Schiavone interviewed Athena. Wardlow beat up on JD Drake. They announced Scorpio Sky versus Dante Martin for Rampage. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter went against Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. Blackpool Combat Clubs, John Moxley versus Daniel Garcia was a phenomenal match. Uh, they were both covered in blood by the end of it. Maybe a little bit too much blood, but anyways. But we're going to go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. It's I'm running out of steam, guys. Fast. Fast. So um, it's AEW double or nothing. It was a long, long show. Um, I don't think it was too long. A lot of a lot of talk online has been about it being too long. Um, 
13 total matches if you include the kickoff show. Um, but if we look at... Um, we look at the last UFC card. <laughs> the last UFC card, uh, no, the upcoming one that's this weekend has one, two, three, four, five, six, six matches on the main card. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches on the preliminary card. So you're talking 14 matches total, right? Um, and you never hear anyone complain about a UFC pay-per-view being too long, right? Yeah. Uh, having too many fights on it. No one ever says that. Now, admittedly, it's because some of the fights on a UFC pay-per-view go 32nd, you know. Um, and and arguably, that's one thing that um, AEW tries really hard to avoid is really short matches. But maybe at, at a pay-per-view like Double or Nothing, they could uh, have used a shorter match in there. You know, I know they had Kyle O'Reilly versus Darby Allen, and that wasn't a super long match, but it still went like nine minutes. Maybe that one should have been shorter. Maybe they could have just not had the Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, and and Frankie Kazarian versus uh, uh, America's Top Team. You know, they have down matches sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or just maybe it should have been shorter. You know, I can see that. But here's the deal: is is the main main card for uh, Double or Nothing was only about four hours, right? Uh, I want some four and a half. I want to say. Um, Once you get red pilled, you... that's you know I said this on on the review. I firmly believe that pay per view should always be longer than your main TV show. Otherwise, why do you have them, right? Correct. And so AEW's main TV show is two hours long. So uh, a pay-per-view should always be at least two and a half to three hours long. But this is double or nothing is effectively their WrestleMania. So I didn't have a problem with the four and a half hour long pay-per-view. Yeah. It just, for me, I'm now still exhausted from it because I'm fucking old, people. Uh, body no bounce back like it did before. Dude, I, I went through a cave that uh, there was a 100-yard crawl in a 42-inch high area that mm -hmm. you're supposed to try and not be on your hands and knees. I'm six or four. I'm old. Mm -hmm. There was a point where my son said, I got to go save my dad. Yep. No, you don't. Just stay where you're at and I'll get I'm, to you where you're at. I'm banking cave. on my daughter being strong enough to save me someday. <laughs> well, I can tell you my son is not yet strong enough to drag me out of a cave. Yeah. Yep. So I got to get her on the bodybuilding now. <laughs> Anyways, 
But on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book on the Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, links in the doobly-doos for the merch store where you can get a Sasha Bear shirt, a Pissant Podcast hat or shirt, a autograph shirt like is behind either one of us here, um, or one of a variety of others, including my newest one, uh, okayest pay-per-view of the year <laughs> so far. You because didn't want to that call was, that the best or worst. That, that was really what it came down to is there were two matches on this pay-per-view that just were not great. They weren't bad, but they weren't great. And so it could not unseat Revolution as best pay-per-view of the year. Um, but it was by far not the worst, so I created okayest pay-per-view. Elimination Chamber. Yeah, that was. But links is in the but, video for that. We might find a new one this week. We might. With little to no build up. Hell, Hell in, a cell. in a cell. But on that note, we'll go ahead and. Oh, you can also uh, join our Patreon. Link is in the doobly doos there, too. Uh, but like, share, and subscribe. Follow us on the social media. You can follow me at Raw and Order WBU at pretty much any place except. Facebook, where it's at Pissant Podcast, because Facebook is weird. You can follow D.A. Fabe at? D.A. Vincent K. Fabe, mm-hmm. where, you know, Chris Jericho might say thank you for a free fucking shirt. Yeah. Jeez. He might appreciate it, appreciate us, appreciate me for sending it. Yeah. God, we're appreciate feeling... you for We're feeling it. less than appreciated. Yeah, we are appreciating but, your society, so we want you to appreciate the shirt we sent you. Mm-hmm. And we've said before, I don't even care if you rip off the design, right? Like you yeah. probably do it better than me. Um, or if you want to, you know, send us a cease and desist to put right back yeah, here, right, right, right about there, there, or may, or maybe up there, maybe right there, just somewhere where we can say, ha 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 ha. We had such a cool idea that AEW said they wanted us to not do it. Yeah. But on that note, we're going to go ahead and close the book. Thank you all for listening. We will see you soon. I got to save my dad.